what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to episode volume two, episode one of Big Fan. I am Chad Easton. I'm a big fan of NFL playoff time, fad diets, and the end of the worst recreation basketball season of all time. Ever. 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 I'm Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of New Year's resolutions, Mm -hmm. winter spirits, <laughs> and summer vacation planning, and at this point, hype music. How was yeah. that one? That was That's a good intro, right there. Dope. That's I a like dope hype intro. music. It's so funny you say summer vacation planning because that almost we don't look at each other's list before we come in here. No, but that almost made my list. So obviously, you have some really good summer uh, plans ahead. Is well, that right? Trying to, yeah. trying to. Beautiful. You have to tell us all about it. Let's start with this, Hank. I don't know if you noticed, but I mentioned at the beginning, at the intro, we are in volume. Two episode one, which means Big Fan is in its second year. Yeah, that was tough contract negotiations. Yes, I'm telling you. But we held firm. We got exactly what we wanted was one one bottled water and a pen to be on the table when we enter every every Tuesday. Is that right? Half a piece of paper. (laughs) Moose, where's the paper? <laughs> I love it. But it has been a lot of fun getting to know you better and our audience better with the big fan. You know, every week it doesn't surprise – there's no surprise to me that another person will pop up and say, hey, been listening, keep up the good work. Right. Well, no. that's what we're doing. 2019, we're keeping up the good work. Do you want that to be our slogan this year? Big fan, keeping up the good work. <laughs> Big fan, 2019, getting by. <laughs> no, we need keeping up the good work. Come keeping on. up the good work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So anyway, we have, we're coming to uh, our audience live here on a Tuesday. It's January the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. It is. So we have been gone since December 20th, Hank. Long time. On a long winter respite. Um Let's try to summarize if we can. We'll start with you first. Wrap up your holiday season starting December 21 until, you know, after the new year. Let's try to wrap it up in about three and a half minutes. Go. No pressure. All right. Well, you know, Christmas is extremely magical. Still, you know, got a nine-year-old. It's still a big season for us. Um, And it did not uh, disappoint. Good. Okay. Did not disappoint. So, um you know, I, I don't know if I said this to you or not, but um, you know, when you're hiding presents, you got to be shifty, sure, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my little boy found our presents. Okay? No, yes, he found them in a closet somewhere. <laughs> Luckily, he did not find um, any presents outside of ours. You know, yes, yes. and uh, so it was interesting. So we went. You know, when Santa came, he already knew what he was getting, which were the big ones. <laughs> That he found, uh, but he didn't know what Santa was going to bring him because yes. obviously they weren't, you know, anywhere to be 
Yes, found. to be found. So he They're still had his surprise. He yeah. still had his surprise. And we get a, get away with still doing that cool stuff of leaving cookies and milk and reindeer food and all that stuff, which I love. That's the magical stuff. I love that stuff. Yes. I love that stuff. Yes. So Christmas was great. You know, one of the advantages of marrying a Hickory girl is you get to stay in Hickory, right? When I get up in the morning, we open presents. My in-laws come over. We open presents. We go to my mom and dad's. We open presents. That's yes. it. Bingo. That's Wrap it. it up. Mm-hmm. So we we're done. Yes. So uh, it was that those whole days were those days were great. Worked the, the day before Christmas. I know we had a lot of talk about this. We worked the day <laughs> after Christmas. Yes. Actually, we, I think I saw you somewhere in between at a watering hole. I did see you. It was right before New Year's. Remember, okay. I saw you and your step up step. Father in-law. father-in-law and your brother-in-law. Yes. yes. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So that was uh, maybe Friday. Friday before Friday. New Year's. So my brother-in-law yes. comes in. Yeah. And we, uh, we, yeah, we went out and had a drink together. That's you know, good. toasted each other, mm-hmm. which was fun. Uh, then the next day, we went up to the mountains, and we were expecting rain and it to be terrible. It was great weather. We snow tubed. Oh wow! Which, have you ever been up snow tubing? Never done it. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We went up to snow tubing at Hawk's Nest. Yes. And um, then we uh, spent New Year New Year's Eve uh, just cooking and having fun, uh, but nothing really spectacular. You know, is did a, any of your employees quit because of the the slave driving tactics of working over the holidays that you in you implement? We have a magnificent working. <laughs> environment and to tell you the truth they looked at me and they they said thank you did they really they said thank Thanks, you boss. yeah thank Thanks you for making us work thank Christmas you Day. for this wonderful environment <laughs> and allowing us to come on these uh, crucial days to the home buying experience where real estate's really moving is that right it is okay good it is good by leaps and bounds uh, wonderful it- I'm glad to have you back, Hank. Thanks for the review of your holiday. Mine started off the day after we left the podcast. I drove to Greenville, South Carolina, saw Bob Seger in concert. The 72-year-old man can still put on a show. Hmm. Three hours straight, did not take a break, moving back and forth. Granted, a little slower than probably he did in his 20s, but still was all over the stage. My buddy John Mark and I had really good seats because we bought – well, I bought – we had them from a long time ago. The concert's been canceled twice and rebooked and re- canceled and rebooked. When we had great seats before the show started, we were basically right one row before you get on the floor. And I said, man, these seats are so good. Maybe if we walked around here, we might pop into something really cool. And so he's like, yeah, let's go check it out. So the show is supposed to start. Granted, most shows start like maybe 8.30 or 9. Well, he's 72 years old. Yeah. The show starts at 7. Sure does. He, right. We're getting it done early. We're walking around about 6.45. We spot a sign that says VIP arrow pointing here. Let's go try it. We walk in, see a gal, security officer. I said, man, well, our ticket's working here. She said, you got five minutes. We pop in inside the suite. VIP suite, that is. <laughs> Drinking as many drinks as you can get. I know you. Two bars. Bartenders at each little food station. We walk in, own bathroom. There's probably about 25 people in there. Bypass the food station, right to the bar. Uh, Double fist, couple little vodka drinks. And it's so cool. So the suite we're in, it's got curtains around all the windows. So you don't know exactly where you are inside the the Coliseum or the stadium, whatever we're in. And so we have a couple drinks. You know, she said five minutes. Five minutes, y'all got to get out of here. Well, it starts clearing out a little bit because the show, you hear, so take those old records off the shelf. So that's what he comes into, right? And so they pull back the curtains. 
We are backstage in the suite behind the stage, and Bob Seger's right in front of us. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. So people start kind of leaving the the little suite we're in to go back to their seats. I said, John Mark, let's stay in here as long as humanly possible. We stayed in the back. We were the only two people left in the back with the bartenders. We stayed probably for two hours of a three-hour show, free drinking, free eating, watching backstage. Incredible. Nobody else was in there? They all left to go to their seats. We just stayed. Can you imagine? No, no. We just stayed back let, there. Let me, let me do this. Can you imagine what kind of seats they had? They were pro- – exactly. They were, to get they in, were in front they of were them. The, exactly. They were probably in the front row on the floor, like right there. Imagine the guy that walks in the suite and runs past the food, <laughs> runs past the drinks, and goes to the restaurant. <laughs> I was getting ready to say that. Can you yeah. imagine that guy? Uh, security would have followed him in yes. and been like, get rid of this dude. <laughs> Bob threat, Bob threat. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that started my holiday season. Christmas was a blur. It was awesome. The girls got everything they wanted. Moved right into New Year's. We went to the beach. Real low-key. New Year's, you know, it's kind of an overrated holiday, I believe. But I still like to party. If it's New Year's, I want to party. We went to the beach. I was basically asleep about 10, 15. We woke up for the ball to drop. But, you know, it was very relaxing. Good for you. I came back. Very relaxed from the beach trip. You're mature now. I am. I'm maturing. And probably the best thing of the entire Christmas holiday, Hank, you know that foot massager I was telling you about? Oh, you got it. I got that foot massager. And, brother. Did you take it to the beach? (laughs) I should have. (laughs) But, you know, I've used it every day for at least one half an hour to an hour a day since. What? Dude, this thing. Wait, you come over. I want you to what try What time it. is this in the day? Oh, after I get home from work. You know, get home from work, get the kids all settled, doing what we're doing, and then we eat dinner. Then I was like, all right, guys, I'm going into the foot massager. So they give me about 30 minutes of no no sipping on anything. It's just me and the foot massager <laughs> and maybe a podcast I'll listen to, right? And it's just us, and it's, it's my time okay. with my feet. Okay. And my massager. You're a strange, a strange, strange man. Strange guy, but probably top five present I've ever received. While we're at it, what is the top five present that you've ever received? Can you give me one of your top five of all time? Well, let me see. Ch- as a child or an adult? I, th- I think we visited this before. Yeah. I think we have, but it's still number one in my heart and in, in my mind. I was about, I'd say I was about 13. Yeah. Maybe 12. And it was gaming systems where oh, I do remember this conversation. You know, and I yep. got I got the the uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen, and I was mind blown. Yes, mind blown. My mom was like, "I think there's something behind the couch too." Come on, and it was a Super Nintendo. What two systems? What I'm not leaving the house for four days. That is quite yeah. the present. Foot massager is still going to be better than that. <laughs> Foot, <laughs> Foot massager is better than that. On Sorry. that, on top of that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, buddy, glad to have you back. Um, so as we get into the new year, as you mentioned, one of your favorite things are New Year's resolutions. You know, well, we've got a New Year's resolution going on over at my house, and it's called this Burn Diet. Okay, I think it's called Burn Diet, which is three days of eating nothing but fruits and vegetables. And when I say we, I'm not a part of this. My wife is okay. a part of this. Are your girls a part of this or no? No. We're helping where we can, but we're still going to eat kind of what we want to eat. But <laughs> sneak a piece of bologna absolutely. every once in a while. Lucy Rose, when Jennifer wasn't there the other day, ate like 16 Kit Kats. And I'm not kidding you, those little those little ones, 16. Oh I counted gosh. the rappers. So anyway, we're into this diet. We're full diet uh, at our house, meaning, so Jennifer's gone to the grocery store like 10 times. Buying fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, you know, gluten-free this. No, anything that has sugar or carbs, we don't have in our house right now. Wow. 
Sounds awful. It's terrible. If I have to hear the word cauliflower <laughs> one more time, Hank, I might shoot myself. Are we juicing this stuff? Are we're we juicing. Just, we're walking we're juicing, around the house snapping these yeah, yes. pieces of celery around. Brother, I love my wife, and I'm telling you, this dedication she's showing, I'm impressed. Girl, if you're listening, I'm impressed. Your body looking really good. You have a glow about you, you know. But we can only talk about this diet and cauliflower and asparagus just so many hours of the day. I got you. Let's talk a little bit about maybe, you know, NC State basketball or the movie we want to see. No more carrots. Things about you want to talk about. (laughs) No more celery. (laughs) Let's stop looking at you and start looking at me. I understand it, Chad. Oh, exactly. Hey, but tell me, I mean, have you been there before when maybe one of your friends who turns into a vegan only wants to talk about vegan stuff? I gotta, we, have we ever been there? I got to tell you, please. It's it's my and it, and you know what it you know what it does is it creates fear, okay? Because <laughs> we have other friends right now yes. that have seen what has happened to our friend, and once you start doing one thing different, they think you're on board. Okay, let me tell you an example. Okay, yes. our friend, good friend, good friend, who is a vegan now, mm-hmm. and it, it's a it, it's a it's a choice that he gets it's to a make. Life, yes, it's, it's a life choice. life choice, and he has lost a lot of weight, and he feels great, and I am so proud of him. You go, boy. But the thing that I am not going to tolerate is about I don't know four months ago I decide you know what I'm not going to have caffeine anymore. Uh-huh. Okay, so I cut caffeine out of my diet, and I really haven't been affected by it. There's two buddies of ours. They say I'm vegan. I'm vegan now. <laughs> Caffeine, it's, it's a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug, and I refuse <laughs> to allow them to talk this way about me. But I will tell you, I will tell you, talking to my buddy, who I used to see him shotgun 18 <laughs> natural lights, and now that he's a vegan and his body is a temple, come on Go now. On. Absolutely. I went to breakfast with him, and it was, and I am sorry I'm talking about you this way, buddy, because I do love you. <laughs> It was like walking a minefield. You know, you're like, what are we going to do over here? And I thought I was going to offend him by ordering bacon. <laughs> did the, like, vegan, a vegan um, diet, how often did it come up in the conversation? I mean, is that what you talk about when you're with him? Like, can you eat no. this? Can you eat that? I can eat this. No, 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 nothing no, like no, So it's no. the same conversation. No, 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 no. I just envision, I just, you know, he doesn't throw it in your face. But I just envision, like, if I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have, uh, you know, Eggs, side of bacon, yeah. some toast. Extra bacon. And, no, just a regular meal. Yeah. You, you can feel the eyes burning in you. <laughs> and then you may hear this. Hmm. Really? Hmm. You're going with killing three animals at this, <laughs> at this sitting. You and know? what does he order at the same time after you place avocado your Avocado toast, I believe. <laughs> avocado toast. Yes. So, and celery. Yeah. Lots, so, of, uh, lots of celery. Uh, uh, let's, not, let's not pick on them too bad. But I will say, yes, I've been in the midst of those conversations. Yeah. And you know what? You switch gears in your life, and you're excited about something. Now, I don't know how you can be that excited about not eating meat and starving yourself. But, you know, good for her. Absolutely. Good for for her. What I worry about a diet or actually changing anything about my current lifestyle, if I – that's why I don't – I'm the same dude I basically was since I was in high school. Don't take very good care of myself. I still exercise and stuff, but I'll eat bad Drink way too much. Two other things that are not good for my body, you see, because I'm scared. If I give up one of them, they're going to try to take them all, Hank. And then soon soon who's, I'll be a, va- a vegan. I will be a vegan doing the same stuff. Who's taking these from us? Well, Are you a grown man? <laughs> Do you make your own you decisions? If you give in to your wife for one thing, she's going to try to take 30 things. 
Now, a smart man told me that many moons ago. His name, Tom East. <laughs> he's lived, he's lived his, the way he's wanted to live his whole life because he said, hey, Chad, son, don't ever give up anything. Don't give up anything. <laughs> exactly. You hold everything you want to. Do it the way you want to because if you give up one, you're going to give it all away. You know, my dad gave me some parenting advice one time. I was getting ready to ask Reagan to marry me, right? Yes. And I, was t- I, I, I think I got a bonus at, at work. <laughs> and I was talking about buying a fun Jeep, right? A Jeep for my sidecar. Yes. And I wanted a dog. You know, I was by myself. I, you know, Reagan wanted I was dog like, riding in the Jeep I, with you, yeah, right? I was yeah. like, Dad, I'm, I'm with it. I'm thinking about buying a Jeep, a Jeep and maybe getting a, a dog. And he was like, When are you going to ask Reagan to marry you? And I was like, I don't know, maybe October, maybe. He's like, I'd do both before then. <laughs> He knew that it wasn't my decision. Yes, yes. I'd do both before then. That was because good once the ring goes, advice from Absolutely. Once the ring goes on the finger, the Jeep goes to the used car lot, right? We, we got to get rid of the Jeep. I no longer have a Jeep. <laughs> At least you got a dog, though. Still got a dog. I still have a dog. Good for you. I'll give up everybody, our listeners, a dog update, too. Makoa, he's six months old now, still chewing up everything, but... He's really smart. Like, he has learned all these commands without us really even teaching him or, like, forcing it on him. He knows how to sit and heal and fetch. He can catch a Frisbee. He's doing all these things on his own. We're going to supposedly be taking him to some type of obedience school within the next two weeks. He might come back and be, like, the Einstein of all dogs. Yeah. Air, Air Bud. <laughs> Air Bud. I'll be entering in him in all these contests and yep. things, you know, Frisbee catching and and spelling bees. Calculus. Spelling bees, yes. <laughs> and speaking of spelling bees, our neighbor won the entire Hickory City School spelling bee. You know Harper White? Yeah. Jason White's daughter? Did I hear that she beat her sister? Her who's older sister. Unbelievable. This Harper White is something else, man. She is very focused. Fifth grade? Fifth grade. Okay. Very focused. So congratulations, Harper White. Guess what the winning word was? Oh, I, I Don't ask me to spell it. I don't I'm know. I'm ready to ask you to spell it. Apricot. Go ahead. A P R I C O T. Correct. Hey, good job. Maybe Thank you, you should enter next year in the spelling bee. Ding, 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 ding. There, there, ding, there, ding, there. ding, ding. Good job, Hank. Good job. Well, um, oh, there's the bell. Thank you, Hank. Give you a couple ding dings for the spelling of apricot. Good job. Um, so anyway, New Year's resolutions. We talked about Jennifer's. It's the diet. She's killing it done well my new year's resolution i don't make one because i won't follow it i'm not changing a thing about me hank what was your new year's resolution to become a vegan (laughs) uh to tell you the truth it is being a hundred percent i mean do you know how much crap i'm gonna get for this do you know how much grief i'm gonna get for this i can't even believe i'm gonna say it (laughs) it's being focused on what i'm doing at the time like, if I'm in big fan, I'm in big fan. Let's, okay. let's do it, right? If I'm coaching a game, I'm not thinking about work. If I'm with my family, I'm not thinking about uh, anything else. Staying engaged. In Is the that, moment. In the moment. Okay. I like what I'm so hearing that, here. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not a big uh, – let's, you know, get rid of chocolate or, you know, that stupid stuff. Although, right. you know, caffeine was there. But mine is 100%. How about you? I told you I did not believe it. <laughs> I do not do these things. Yeah. I just – Stay the course. Let's just be chatty. Let's just get through life. Let's just keep. Hey, you on, can do the hundred percent thing. That's all. Yeah, all of well, us can do that. I do that already, Hank. You know, I don't need to. You're the perfect man. I know. Thank you very. Thanks for admitting it. I appreciate that. Um, I did want you mentioned if you're in, you're being engaged in basketball coaching. One thing you mentioned. You heard what my one of my things I was very happy about 
it's our season, our basketball season, who I'm, I love coaching. It's one of my passions, one of my favorite things to do. We're having a terrible year, Hank. We're 0-7. Are you all the same? Yeah, I, not one win. Not one win. And it hurts. And it stings. Yeah, it does. But we don't quit. We don't stop. Well, can't stop, won't can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. We have one game left. Let's get through this damn so year. So do we. Let's get through this damn year. Let's get through it. Then you got the tournament, though. Got the tournament. And you know that in our tournament, I don't know about y'all's, in our tournament, the, the bottom two play in. <laughs> so you might not even make it to the real dance. You might get Well, I, th- I think it's number-driven number, number driven because it, where there's 13 teams, but the bottom two play in, and we don't get, since there's 13 teams, we don't get to play them. Because we only have ten game or eight games oh, or whatever, so you haven't played the other. So team. we have not played the other team. That oh, is okay. Maybe, maybe I don't think you know. It depends on how it plays out the rest of the year. Yes. But we haven't played them, and so if we haven't played them, then maybe we can get a victory that way. But this weekend is our last game, and we're not going to be. Uh, we had a death in the family, and we've got to mm-hmm. go to a funeral. Yeah. And so we're not going to be here for that. But right. Well, we'll get them next year, right, champ? That's right. We got a young team. That's right. Both young of us, teams. Very young teams. The youngest teams in the league. We get to bring everybody back next year. And let's see what happens then. Let's do it. I'm ready. 2020. No, it's 2019. Yeah, end of 2019, we'll be back. So, Hank, here's something new I wanted to introduce to the uh, to our listeners here of Big Fan. We've had Hank's hierarchy. You know, we've had some really good conversations Great during conversations. Hank's hi- hierarchy. I want to introduce something new. It's still related to Hank's hierarchy, but <clears> – <throat> This segment's going to be called Best Seat, okay? So I'm going to give you a couple places, some scenarios, if you will. Okay. And you tell me where the best seat in the house for you would be. Where do you like to position yourself in a movie theater? Best seat in a movie theater. Okay. I certainly don't like floors. Like the first 10 rows that are down on the floor. Don't like looking straight up at it, right? Don't like deep. Don't want to get out in the makeup uh, section out there, you know? Don't like getting deep in there. So where you position yourself? I like middle middle to to the front middle of when you walk up. Maybe the first 10 rows. I like an aisle. I like an aisle. I'm a a tall guy. I like a little bit of space. All right? Like to be able to move. Yes. Um, so I would say about 10 rows up on the aisle. Just in case your popcorn runs out, run to the concession booth, get you some more popcorn. Get right? you some more. My favorite spot in a movie theater, especially in an IMAX theater, let's say, on the sides to an IMAX, it's trash. Can't do it. Middle, seven rows from the back wall, seven rows exactly, precisely seven rows. Dead middle seat. Can't beat it. Best seat in the house. Check it out. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Are you going to say the dead best seat <laughs> yes. ever? Yes. And everything? Like, I, if you can get it, <laughs> yes. I'm going to get it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Best seat in a concert. Right in the middle. Up front. <laughs> no. We on gotta, an airplane. No, no. In the cockpit. What are we talking about? Hey, because the best seat for me in a movie theater, theater used to be about mid, and it would always be on the left side. I wouldn't even be in the – you know how they break it in sections? You got the left, then the middle, and the yeah. right. I would always want to be on the left side. I don't know why, but now as – I've changed and matured. I want to be right in the middle, seven rows from the back, dead middle seat. Okay. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Is that very hard? Thank you for Come sharing. On. Let's go. Hank, what is the best seat on a roller coaster for you? Are you front row guy? Are you back? That's you a like great middle? great question. Yeah. Where do you like to sit, Hank? I like. I do like the middle, okay? The, the Why re- the middle? Just okay. please explain. Okay. Yes. Okay, so I like roller coasters, Love right? I, li- I, I really like them. I feel like the back... 
I feel like you get whipped around a little bit more just because you're watching everybody get slung and you're doing it. The front, I feel like, the thing I hate about the front, I know you're going to say the front. The thing I hate about the front is your heart is pounding as you're going all over the hill. And you don't get to, you have to get like midway down before the speed catches up. Of course. And then it's like your big brother jumps on your back and just pushes you down the hill. But there's nothing impeding your view, though, at the front. You know what I'm saying? It is you. You are the starter. Right. I love that feeling. And there's a new roller coaster coming to Carowinds, too. Breaking news. Breaking news. It's called the Copperhead. It's replacing, which is sad to our hearts, the Cyclone. The Cyclone. Do you remember the Cyclone? I mean, it's been there forever since we were in junior high. It probably needs to come down. Yeah, it's coming down. And the Copperhead will replace it in the summer of 2019. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a rattlesnake. But anyway, it's close (laughs) enough. Um, Can I tell you my favorite kind of amusement park ride story ever? Sure. Okay. I'm not... Did you just East. put your hair behind your ears? I did, like I had long hair. <laughs> like you had long hair? All right, never mind. Okay, so I did it again. <laughs> I, everyone in this story will remain anonymous. This was eighth grade. We rode a ride called the Frenzoid. Do you, are you familiar with it, the Frenzoid? Well, yeah. They've changed the name of it. It's not the Frenzoid at uh, Carowinds. It's a new name, but it's, the concept is the same. You're in this big pirate ship. You go up and back and up and back until at one point you're completely upside down and you're there for several seconds and then you rotate around. We had a friend who swears by this story. Supposedly, we were, I remember us all being on the ride together. This person said she had a snow cone. On the friend zone. They would never allow a snow cone. Exactly. First of all, we got to call bull because they would not allow a snow cone. Never. She said she had a snow cone. Went up, back, up, back. Got to the top. The snow cone falls out of the cone. If it lands in the cone. And then we zip back around and boom, it lands back in the cone. Can you believe it? No. That is my favorite amusement park story ever told to me. And obviously it is so untrue. But just the balls to say this story to us is just classic. If you're right? gonna have the balls to say it, you've got to have it like so. Okay, so it lands in there, and then you know, obviously, when the snow cone falls, the juices are coming out behind it, and <laughs> land it, perfectly, and, it, and oh. it makes it into perfect colors. It's like, red, yellow, purple, green. Oh my gosh, this is wonderful. If we're gonna have, uh, if we're gonna have somebody dog sled a story, let's do it. Let's go all out, right? All out. Gosh. Anyway, great. She, huh? Yeah. She. She. I'm gonna uh, come to the bottom yeah. of this. One. I can get to you the bottom. You t- with a couple clues. You could get it, but anyway, we'll leave it at that. But that was my favorite amusement park story. Hank, what is the best seat at a football game, NFL level? What do you like best? You like being low? Do you like being upper level? Front I don't like row? being low. I mean, if you've ever been to Panther Stadium, like club level, club level is mm-hmm. is. I like that club level, or I don't even mind the next tier, front of that tier. I like to see a play, and it's basketball games are the same, same way. way right? I like to see a play kind of develop, and you can see a guy. You know, sometimes when you're on the really close down low, you can't see the other side of the Absolutely. field. And so I, I kind of like being up a little bit more to see, you know, everything. So we'll call it club level, the sweet level, right? Me too. I'm the same way. Hank, what is the best seat at church? Do you go to church, first of all? Yes, you do. I've seen you there. Best seat at church. Do I go to church? Best seat at church, Okay, please. so the funny thing about churches is people, you know, there there are people that live in their seats. That is, that that is, is their my seat. Yes. pew. That is my seat. And it is great to see new families come and 
They get there early and they sit down. Next thing you see is this 80-year-old come down the aisle and she's like, who the hell is this? You know? And it doesn't play. They don't play very good. So my and my family are always, when you walk in through the front of the church, if you're walking in the front, so we don't walk down the aisles. We come up. We're on the right side about 10 pews up on the right. But never in the front row, right, at church? Well, we used our front rows for, like, choirs and stuff like that, so no, but never. Yeah. Man, what are you talking about? I want to be judged sitting right there. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Where I sit at church, I'm up in the balcony, homeboy. So I'm as far away from Jesus as possible in the church, which is not the right thing to say. But you know know what I'm saying. I'm far away. I hope there's no way lightning can come through here. I'm sitting far away from you. I'm still celebrating Jesus and being at church and, you know, the the reverie and the feeling that you get. I just happen to be away from the crowd. I'm in the balcony. Okay? That's my favorite seat, church. (laughs) Hank, what is your best seat in an airplane? Airplane? Yes. I got to, you know, I'm 6'3", yeah, right? Yep. So I Where can't, are you going? I cannot cuddle up against a window like I know you like to. That's my spot. See, I know you. That's I know spot. you. I've got to be on an exit row. I got responsibility. You know that? If something goes down, I got to throw a door out of the way. <laughs> All right? So I'm going to be on the aisle. Middle of the plane, toward the back, toward the toward front. Not the back, man. You need, to get, you need to get a bulkhead or an emergency row up front, first up front. of all, because... You know, they shove a lot of bathrooms towards the back. You don't want any part of that. And um, I just feel like it's that's where the storage goes, you know, (laughs) the bad stuff. Well, you know, my answer is I'm normally rolling first class up in the front. No, you're not. I've seen you fly the last couple of times. (laughs) But if I can't be first class popping bubbly, I'm normally mid-plane, window always, because you're right, I'm a smaller kind of fellow. I can get right up and find a little nook, a little spot with my head against the window. If I have a small pillow, I'll sleep for eight hours on that bad boy. Yeah, Not it, me. Yeah, not you. I'm I, banging knees with people rows ahead of me. Yeah. Do you like riding an airplane anyway? Do you I like, hate it. Yeah. I used to think it was a really great experience. I guess that's when you're young, but dude, I I think it's kind of gross. Yeah. You know, I mean, every, every you know, it's, yeah. everybody's sick and sure. You know, it's not fun. I don't like turbulence either, like heavy turbulence. Right. Give me the worst, this most scared you've ever been on an airplane. I was flying to San Diego mm-hmm. for a meeting, and we got over like Oklahoma, and it was a major thunderstorm, and so it's dark at night because I, I it was I left late from Charlotte, and so it's black outside and lightnings striking, and so you know this. The plane's flashing, and there's turbulence. Whoa. You're dropping up and down. Your stomach's going in knots. And so, yeah. you know, when we got through, you know, it was probably an hour of that. Mm-hmm. But you got through that, and I was like, this, this crap, this stuff's for the birds, man. How about you? I was on this uh, plane ride. I was a young a young man, and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was actually one of the pilots. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> One top ten movie for me of all time, right? Airplane. It they did like an airplane rerun during the Christmas holiday. It was on airplane one, two, and three, and it kept replaying. Oh, dude, heaven! Yeah, I keep saying, heaven. I kept saying it over the holiday. Was it three when the the computer says, "Hello, Jim, this is highly irregular." <laughs> when he comes back to mess with them. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, that great is a great movie. movie. Great, great movie. Um, all right, Hank, what is your favorite seat? 
in class. Let's go high school, smaller class, 35 to 40 kids. What is your, what was your favorite seat if you could choose your seat in a high school class? There's always, class. you never go dead center. No way. Never go front row, front never row. go mm-hmm. dead center, never go back row. Okay. That's where you get yelled at. Cause that's where the troublemakers normally are in back the back row, row and they're going to be like shooting spit wads right. or throwing stuff. Yeah. People in the center are the ones that get eye contact. Right. And the people on the front row are the ones that just goody goodies yeah, trying to exactly. get points. Right. Get points so you got to get on that, that circular fringe on the outsides Dig it. where you, you, you kind of just get lost. Yeah. Perfect. Could have said it better myself. Let's stay in high school. We're coming back from a baseball game or a basketball game. We just beat the hell out of Arnt. Where are you sitting on the bus coming home? Well, that's middle school, but same thing. So um, we, you're going to be three fourths back. Three fourths back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aisle. Aisle. Okay. You're going to gotcha. three fourths back aisle. You got because you know you got somebody trying to smoke in the back <laughs> or something. I I can tell you right now. It was your senior year. Your senior year. Okay. We I played soccer one year. Yeah. And we traveled to like I don't know Wataga or yes. something, and we all traveled together mm-hmm. on one bus. Y'all were smoking to the game. <laughs> that's bull. That's impossible. No, it was all the windows were down, and I, I don't know who it was, but somebody was in the back. And you know, I'm a freshman. I'm like, these guys got some balls. Well, we always sat in the back, but I don't remember anybody smoking on the bus to the soccer game. I remember Dude, it. you could get expelled for that. I remember it. Not not this, those days, man. <laughs> well, I actually <laughs> probably know who it was on the back smoking, but I will say no names, but I just don't recall that. I remember we always had a big radio, like a boombox back there, and the dude in the back seat would always have it. Not necessarily we wouldn't play it all the time, but it was always back there if we needed it. But the smoking thing is interesting. Yeah, it, I, I'll talk oh. to you more about yeah, it. So so that that crowd that that's back there dipping and smoking. And dipping, yes. It's back in the back, and then you could be in the middle, not within arm rank, because you don't want to be within arm's reach of your coach, because he'll yes, smack you in the face. Absolutely. You got to be far enough away that they got to throw stuff at you. Perfect answer, Hank. Perfect answer. Last but not least, what is your favorite seat at the blackjack table? So, you know, you got the dealer in front of you. You've got your uh, however many seats there are, maybe eight seats here. Where do you like to sit the most? Do you like to be first base where you're making the first call? Do you like to be third base where you're, the final decision is on you? Where do you like to be? If I'm sitting here as the dealer looking at at the eight, going from left to right, yes, number six. Number six. Is there a reason number six is the spot? I feel like I'm not an aggressive. You've played with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to push you around playing poker. I'm not going to overbet, bet, bet, push, push, push. Um, I'm a... Uh, more of a thoughtful better, I feel like. Blackjack. We're on the blackjack table. You oh, know. you're talking about blackjack. I'm talking about blackjack. I'm so the, about the dealer's talking- here, you know, and you got, you're got around the blackjack table, and first base has to make the first call whether right. to take a hit. I would still be there. Still the reason why it's still there is it gives you an opportunity to learn what kind of people are in front of you, right? Not, not bad so I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to do something and joker behind me hits on a 19. Right. Right? If that's going to happen in front of me, then I'm going to pick up my chips and I'm going to walk onto another table, right? <laughs> Not in mid-game, but yes, the next game, of course. Right, so um, I kind of like to see that. How about you? I think I would like to be the third position. The first guy in the first position typically at a blackjack table knows kind of what he's – I don't think you sit at first base unless you really know what you're doing. That's what I would think. Okay. M- most of you the time. ever been to Vegas? Been to Vegas. Okay. Yeah, that does mean, not that happen. Does, but I'm just maybe in a perfect world. I just like the third hole. I feel like I've got 
the dealer's eye sometimes he'll look at third base quicker than he'll look at first and six. I want to I want to get a rapport with this dealer. I want to be able to look into his soul so the next car that he pulls, one time maybe he'll flip it up and the ace will reflect in his eye as I'm staring and I know what the next card is. What you think about so that? So you're talking about cheating or magic. I don't know. Either you're either, oh, I'm about a mixture of both, cheating and you magic. You want him to cheat or create the next card that you're getting, which is magic. Okay? Yes. So it's the I'm just third trying to spot see what for we're me. With I love you. it. Hey, that's so funny. That's the third spot for me. So hey man, not a bad bad segment. Best seat in the house. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> Best seat in the house. We bring that back in about two years. Uh, yeah. Uh, volume four. Because <laughs> if it comes back often, it's going to be like, at the pool when you walk in. Come on. <laughs> so funny. Okay, very good. All right, Hank. Well, let's move into our next segment right after we take a quick break and thank our sponsor. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. All right, man, we're back, and we've got something special for our listeners today. As you know, we uh, sometimes we really get deep, and uh, we try to take a glimpse into each other's soul, Hank. You know, very heady. Very, yes, exactly. Uh, that's that's where we live. We live in a a world that is more than just superficial. We want to dig deep and know the real Hank and Chad. Cerebral. Yes, yeah, very cerebral. <laughs> and we're looking at each other with our eyes half closed, like. Looking, see, see, did I pronounce that right? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, here's our moral conundrum for 2019. This is our first moral conundrum of the year. Hank, I'm gonna paint this picture for you. Let's say you had the opportunity, there were five people in the world chosen to go on this big rocket ship and fly to Mars, and the trip was one year, right? So there's only five people chosen in the world, so obviously you're going to have massive praise thrown upon you and your family, massive wealth. You know, I mean, you'll be a hero. You're a hero to mm-hmm. the world because we've got to go to Mars to possibly colonize it in case something happens to Earth and start a civilization there. One of five people, Hank Eimer, chosen for this special task. The trip takes a year, and once you're on Mars, you live there for three years creating the colony that will grow into maybe an offset of Earth one day. After the third year of work on Mars, you fly back to Earth, but you only have a 50% chance of survival, okay, of making it all the way back to Earth. Do you take this task on? And let's weigh the positives and the negatives because you're leaving as the Hank Eimer of today. You have a family. You have a business. You have a career. You have friends, you have a terrible tennis game. You have all of these things mixed into one to sacrifice. However, if you go, you're a hero to the world. If you make it back home, you know, everyone, you'll never have to buy a drink ever again. Every bar you go to, a cocktail will be free for you. Your meal will be picked up at every restaurant that you go to. You'll be on television. You know, you'll be at all the sporting events, free tickets. You're a hero. Hank. If you need to take some time to think about it, feel free. Hey, Moose, are we going to get in trouble for uh, uh, Chad just describing uh, uh, Martian? <laughs> because apparently I'm Brad Pitt. You just described the movie Martian <laughs> and would I do it? 
If the outcome was the same as Brad Pitt's outcome, then of course I'm going to do it. That was Matt Damon, first of all. Oh, Matt Damon. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Like, I I guarantee you fell asleep one day this week and it was on and you were like, "Mm, uh, Martian, Matt Damon. Okay. Big fan, big fan. Moral conundrum. Moral conundrum. Moral conundrum. So let me think about your story here. Okay. okay? Let's Let's think think about about it. it. Mm -hmm. The questions that you have to ask, and people are going to be like, this is so stupid that they're thinking this far into it. Is it a needed, like, I don't care about the vanity. I don't care to go and be back and be like the notoriety and everything else. I could care less about sure. that. Okay. So the, the big question is I would go if it met great things for our future, saving our civilization yeah, saving and your our, children's and their children's. Right. If it was the building block and we could guarantee that we would, I would be a important piece because I don't see with my current knowledge base (laughs) what I would bring to the five-man team. Let's say that you're a brilliant aerospace engineer. Okay, well, we have to. Yes. Because I don't think, unless we're going to set up a coal banker franchise (laughs) up, up there, I don't know what... What my uh, so <laughs> what my position would be, yeah. but if my uh, skill set yes put me in a position where I I'm able to put together a building block and after that five years it helps with our future or whatever then absolutely you got to I would it, it, like, okay aerospace engineer you dabble in uh, biology and you know how to grow plants yeah. Okay, that's that's out of my you. own poop. Is that what yes, you're going to exactly. say? <laughs> Where have I heard this story before? This is so strange. It's deja vu. But uh, so, are you willing to take that sacrifice, knowing that you only have a fifty percent chance to make it back home? Well, I would. Would you really? I would. If it meant that much to our civilization. Now, if it's just like, hey, this is a fact finding mission that you know it's possibly going to help. I you. I'll probably sit on my couch and watch those guys take off. I got to tell you the truth, but if- does the fact that you might not make it home really come into the, your decision at all? So you're willing to sacrifice your life for the benefit of others. I would hope that I would do that if I were, but it's easy to say it right here, but I hope that I'd be put in that place and looking into your eyes. Let me look deep into your eyes. There is no damn way you're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you probably get it's a little blurry when you look into my eyes because I'm crying right now, hey, because I'm so moved <laughs> by your decision to sacrifice everything for the benefit of the earth. It's really for the sports tickets. <laughs> <gotta> say, yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah to be interviewed by Super Bowl Tonight every show. year. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know what, Hankin, you're very compassionate, and I'm a very compassionate person too, and I believe. I would do the same thing. I think I would – I'd weigh the advantages and the disadvantages a lot because the disadvantages would be I'm leaving my family. I'm yeah. leaving everything I know. Yeah, I might never see them again. But if I do make it back and then know that I've created this for generations behind me to live on Mars and be able to continue life as a human, I think it's well worth you that risk. You think about it though. Listen, you think about this. Our military personnel do it for far less Far less. Far less. So you every, know, day, every day. Every so day. So what you know, I mean giving that sacrifice, they do it every day, and that's what makes them amazing. You know, yes. makes makes service people amazing. And uh so I mean to they do it for far less. So to be able to guarantee that, absolutely. Very good, very good. And speaking of our service people, there is a fellow, his name is Chuck Schrantz. 
and he is a neighbor of a friend of mine and of ours, Curtis Bolick, and he is in the reserve, and he has recently been named as a colonel or a captain in the reserve. Well, he went to Afghanistan. He, he was the guy who was supposed to go to the uh, concert Bob Seger with. He's the guy that bought the tickets. Gotcha. Well, he had to go to Afghanistan. He left this summer. He got back this week, and so we're having a welcome home party for him on Saturday. He's been in, in Afghanistan for six months wow. as a reserve, and he's a colonel. Awesome. Welcome home, yep. Chuck. Welcome home, buddy. Glad to have you. I look forward to hanging out with you on, on Saturday night. And he's a heck of – he loves – he likes to sing with me, so we just have a ball. We both can't sing, but we're really passionate about it, mm-hmm. and so we just let it all hang out. So we'll be doing that Saturday night. I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> well, now that we've walked down that moral conundrum lane, Hank, and we've both answered the question of, yes, we would give the sacrifice for human beings, let's go into something a little bit more lighthearted now. What is that, Hank? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm waiting for you to tell me. Um, let's go into a little bit of uh, NFL playoffs, if you will. So okay. there's four teams left. And by the way, I won two fantasy football oh, seasons, God, two out go. of four. Here we go. <sighs> Very proud of myself. But we're down to New be. Orleans. Thank you. New Orleans versus the L.A. Rams. And we're down to the Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Currently, Las Vegas has the odds as New Orleans Minus three and a half at home against the Rams and the Chiefs minus three against the Patriots. Hank, give us a winner. Oh my gosh. It's tough here, I know. It's very, very hard. It is tough. You know what? It's hard for me to believe. I don't know, man. Drew Brees is just a winner, but those Rams, they put it to them. So I think with the three and a half points, I'm going to take the Rams. All day long. Me too. Plus, if you've noticed, over the last month, month and a half, the Saints have not been playing their best football. It's like they might have peaked a little early. Granted, the Rams peaked early too, and they went down, and now it seems like they're coming back stronger, if you will, where the Saints aren't playing as strong. The the big variable in it all is the Saints are playing home and they at home, and they play great in the Superdome. Yep. So, anyway, I think it'll be a great game. Give me Rams plus the three and a half. As well, yeah. Did Se- you did you see that all the the peripheral stuff that's going on, like the hockey, uh, the ski masks, and everything else? Yes, them riding that. the choppers. I mean, they're having fun. Yes, they're having fun. I gotta give it to them. That was Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Yeah, yeah, that looked awesome. Uh, how about the second game, the Patriots? You know, they're they. This is the eighth year in a row. This is an unbelievable stat to me. Eight years in a row, they've been in the conference final in the in AFC. That is unheard of. Eight years in a row. That shows consistency, shows a great coach and a great quarterback and a good system. Can they get it done against a brand-new Kansas City Chiefs team with the MVP of the year, Pat Mahomes, is, uh, I gotta coming tell up Sunday? You, it's, it's hard to root, root and bet against Mahomes. I mean, it really is. But even harder is to bet against it's Tom Brady. Brady. Exactly right. So, you know, I think I, I wouldn't take – I wouldn't take the Chiefs. I don't think you can take the Chiefs. I will take the Patriots. Plus the three. Plus the three. Because you know the game will be close. There's a chance the Patriots could win, or if the Chiefs win, they win by a field goal or less, so you could get that added. I might even take the Patriots' money line. Money line. Could be be worthwhile. Also, something to think about. Temperature, game time, predicting negative 15 on the field. I notice when it's cold like that, some of the NFL players are tough as hell. They're tough as nails. They don't wear sleeves, no. and it's negative 15 degrees out there. How do they do that? Well, you know, I mean, I don't know how they do it on the field, but, you know, when they the, the benches are heated, yes. you know, I mean, they they make sure that they're not freezing out there when they pull yeah. off the field. But 
you're 300 pounds and you're running 100 yeah. yards. You're creating some heat. Yeah, some heat. That's very true. But f- negative 15 is extreme. I couldn't imagine brother. being a receiver. You know, I mean, like if you're a lineman or, you know, you're tackling somebody. I mean, right. either way, it'd be cold. But trying to get used to your hands. One of those Pat Mahomes bullets come screaming at your face. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Anyway, it'll be a great game. I think the game started at 3.30 on Sunday, and the second one's at 6.30. Anyway, there'll be some great watching NFL Sunday. We're big fans of NFL football. We're down to the Final Four. And, uh, Hank, I don't know what else is going on this weekend. Martin Luther King weekend is this weekend, so our children will be out of school Monday and Tuesday. A lot of people might be going to do some vacation or fun stuff over the holiday. Are you? No, we're going to stay. I mean, we're staying here. I think we're staying here. Um, so we don't really have any big plans. Yep. Can, you know, we talked about um, kids basketball yeah. just for a minute. Can I, can I tell you we had a game last night? Yes, please. It, tell it, me let, about let me tell you what happened last night. Okay. So we have not come close. There's some really good teams. We're really young. And it, we haven't been in the game but maybe twice, right? Last night was one of them. So our team is playing really well last night, mm-hmm. okay? So at the end of the third quarter, we're up by – Six, maybe. Whoa, you've got a lead. And yeah, we're we're Ooh. up by six. So uh, one of the little boys on our team says, "I can't believe we're going to win." And I was like, "Uh oh, kiss of death." Uh oh. So we play and we keep going. And um, about two minutes left, it's twenty-two to twenty. Okay, so we're ahead. Mm-hmm. Player on our team comes down, hits about a fourteen-footer. Nice. Okay, now we're up by four. One thirty, one thirty-seven left. Okay. We are able to press. They're able to press. We press them, which I would regret. Get back and just play your defense. Right. Kid comes down, heaves up like a 12-footer, goes in, right? Up by two. Up two, yes. We break the press. They're pressing us. We break the press. Gives it to a kid that doesn't get to dribble the ball a whole lot. Um, has a pretty good handle, but uh, like kind of freaks out every once in a mm-hmm. while. Got to the three-point line on a fast break. Stops to to pass or do whatever travels. Oh uh, yes. Okay. So now we're talking about fifty seconds left, or maybe just over a minute. They bring the ball down. We've got good defense on them. Actually, put my little boy on their their best player. He rides a kid down, hands up. Kid goes up for a shot. Foul. Oh no. Okay. Shoots two, makes two. makes two free throws. That's makes clutch two. city. Okay. Yes. Thirty. One seconds left or whatever. Break the press, okay? We pass the ball. My only regret is not calling a timeout and saying, do not, you do not have to shoot, Mm -hmm. okay, until we get to this point because we're tied, okay? If we get a wide open shot, go do it. Mm -hmm. But don't, like, force Force something something, up, okay? So we get down there. We're going down past it. One of the little boys on our team is taking around, and I see this little boy coming behind him. I can't. I'm yelling, man behind, man, man, your back. man. Yeah. Kid steals it. Oh. Okay. Twenty seconds left. He comes down the court. He dumps it to this kid who tosses it up, banks it in. <laughs> Ball game. Twelve seconds left. Uh, oh, we got a shot. We run down the court, throw up a terrible shot. Right. Goes goes um, off this kid's hands and it comes off ours. I call timeout. Referee looks at me and he goes, there's 0.5 seconds on the clock. I was like, what's that, catch and shoot? He said, it's got to be alley-oop. <laughs> I cannot catch and shoot. I was like, do the buzzer. <laughs> I mean, alley-oop? I got a nine-year-old. The guy had the balls to look at me and said, alley-oop. I think you can throw it in 
like bat. You can like you can bat, bat it, it like yeah. a volleyball from but. mid court. <laughs> be lucky if it hit somebody's head. That's what I should have gone for. <laughs> Throw it in the center. Hopefully, it hit somebody's head. Throw it really high. Oh, that's so. So we funny. lost. I like how he said, "Alley oop," and you were like, just "Sound the buzzer. <laughs> Game's over. Just sound the buzzer, dummy." That's so great. So I'm sorry I had to share that, but it was uh. just last night. I walked out of there just demoralized. <laughs> I wanted to go home, and we. <laughs> Harris wanted to go eat crab legs. Like, he's celebrating. He's celebrating the win. So we had to go eat crab legs. Where do you get crab legs on a Monday night in Hickory, North Carolina? A tavern. They have crab Oh, they do. Are they all you can eat there? No, 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 no. Okay. But, but I looked at him when he said crab legs. Crab legs. I looked you at didn't him win, son. Like, are you out of your mind? And then I thought... Crab legs sound pretty good. I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That's great. Man. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had so to share great. that. I, I I hated it, but it was. Uh, yeah. Well, you're getting better, man. You're getting closer to that uh, that victory, and hopefully, we're going to taste that victory on Saturday. We'll see. We don't have a full team again for the eighth week in a row, but we'll just do our best. That's all we can do. That's all you can do. Yes, sir. Man, it's great being back in the studio. I miss this place. I really have missed this place, Moose. Miss you back there behind the production booth. You're doing, looking good back there, buddy. I will look forward to speaking to our audience in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks from now, we'll be back here. We'll talk about all the wonderful adventures that Hank and I have. And maybe we'll talk about what, what is the best seat at the zoo. What do you think about that? Best seat at the zoo? Best seat at the zoo would be interesting. Or maybe there's a movie that you see that you could think of a scenario that we could talk about that hey, mimic the movie. How about this one? What if, Hank, what moral conundrum? You're a kid from New Jersey, and you got shipped out to California, and you know a little bit of karate. And then you're at a party, and somebody beats the hell out of you on the beach, but you find an instructor who teaches you really how to do good karate, yeah. and you beat somebody, at a, and you, you challenge them in a tournament. I would go to the – oh, I can't remember the name – the Palo Alto Karate Tournament, <laughs> and I would dominate with the crane or whatever it is. Yeah, the crane kick. Uh, yeah. All Valley. All, all Valley. Valley. All exactly. Valley Karate Thank Tournament. You, Thank you, Moose. That that's, why, that's why he's back there, guys. Yep. He's the man behind the glass. Yep. But anyway, buddy, good seeing you. We will see each other very soon, I'm sure. And we will talk to our audiences in two weeks. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.